One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hi, I'm Helen and I'm Sarah. And you're listening to the Squiggly Careers Podcast, a weekly show where we talk about the ups, downs, ins and outs of work and give you some ideas for action, some tools to try out and hopefully a little bit of support along the squiggly way. And often it's helping us with all the things that we're navigating as well. And if it's your first time listening to the podcast, it's worth knowing that as well as the episode, which always focuses on a particular topic and Sarah will tell you what that is in a minute, we also create lots of resources to help the learning last longer. So you can download a podcast sheet which is a one-page summary with some coaching questions in and some of those summarized ideas for action uh, there is a pod note which is like a swipeable summary you can get that on our social media pages so just at amazing if on instagram or linkedin and then there is pod plus which happens most thursdays that is my caveat most thursdays at nine o'clock on zoom it's 30 minutes of free learning with the squiggly careers community and all the information for that is in the show notes or you can go to our website amazingif.com So today we're talking about career red flags and these red flags are a signal that something isn't working for you and I think though it can feel quite negative like Helen and I were just saying doing some preparation for this we're like oh it does feel a bit negative at times because you are talking here about what's not working. The idea is that by sort of acknowledging and being aware of your red flags it's hopefully a useful prompt to do something differently because I think with red flags, we, we can all be a bit guilty of hoping that something's going to change. It was like maybe we're waiting it out, just being like, oh, at some point, hopefully they'll disappear. But most of the time, the likelihood is the opposite happens. They actually just get bigger. They dominate your days more. And usually they're associated with lots of unhelpful emotions. So we're going to talk about some examples of red flags, see if any of these feel familiar for you. We came up with quite a lot of examples, so I'm assuming (laughs) everyone will have at least a couple of these. And then we're going to talk about how do you then move from a kind of red flag to a green flag? Like, What does that look like? Because I don't think this is an easy thing because some of these things are quite tricky. And so we'll go through the ones that we think come up most frequently. But as we go through these, maybe have a listen to which ones you recognise, so which red flags feel familiar, but also maybe think about which ones we haven't mentioned that could be a potential problem for you. So the first red flag is when things are on repeat. So this is where you're having the same conversation and nothing is changing or when the same person that you're talking to keeps creating the sort of same feelings in you. You know, every time you meet that person, you're like, oh, I'd have to work with them again or the same frustrations happen, but you don't do anything different. You don't share any insight or information that can change the situation. You're stuck in the same pattern or it might be like a career conversation you have with a mentor or a manager and you feel like you're having like career development deja vu where nothing <laughs> is changing because it's just it's just going around in circles and that is just an inefficient 
efficient way of you kind of managing your time and is not going to help you feel really positive about your development. So on repeat is the first red flag. The second one is busy burnout. And this is one that probably we all recognize at some point in our years. It's when you get to the end of a week, you know you've been really busy, but you couldn't actually describe what what you've done or what you're proud of. So you're in that moment of, you know, when you feel like you're sort of doggy paddling super fast (laughs) just to stay on the surface and almost feels like you're perhaps not even going that far forward, but it feels like you're running really fast, but perhaps staying still at the same time. And this might be because um, you've got a bit of yes overload. Perhaps you've said yes to too much and now you're dealing with the consequences of that. Um, Perhaps you feel like you don't have any option. Perhaps you feel like loads of work is being piled on you um, and you're not sure how to, to escape that. Or sometimes I think this can also feel, we've used this phrase before, which I always find quite helpful. You know, when you feel like you're stuck in the tunnel, but there's no light at the end of the tunnel. You're just like, every day feels like I am firefighting and troubleshooting and I don't know how to do anything different and I'm so busy being busy how am I ever going to find the time to do that yes I do know what that feels like <laughs> well you weren't You're asking not allowed me to answer the questions yet <laughs> oh you were asking the listeners got it, got it, got it. <laughs> the third red flag is when everything feels like it's just sort of staying still like you're you're doing your job but you're like your skills are stagnating and maybe like your career progress feels like it's stalling that like you're sort of working hard but what for and you just feel like you're in a bit of a same again pattern maybe you've not got that stimulation of a stretch or you feel like maybe you're sort of coasting in your comfort zone and you haven't got that kind of that enjoyment about oh I'm, I'm learning I'm developing I'm growing you just feel like your you know your career development stagnating a little bit and then the next one is enmeshment so this is where the red flag is you and your work have become one so you've stopped doing things outside of work that you really enjoy perhaps you find yourself only ever talking about work because you think well, that's all I've got to talk about maybe you're spending less time with friends or family or you just can't remember the last time you did something maybe in an evening that wasn't work related or sometimes I think and I've definitely had this before you know your weekends feel like they are just recovery from the week ready for the next week rather than feeling like you can go into the weekend or the days that you don't work actually with energy to do other things so it's sort of when your identity has become really wrapped up in in the work that you're doing you're often here sort of you know you're working long hours you might even be enjoying it I do think sometimes you know you can get quite lost and immersed in in the work that you're doing but you sort of start to have a bit of a red flag of like that's all that I do yeah enmeshment is different to being kind of busy and burnt out I think because of that point so like you might be enjoying what you're doing like I've definitely had this situation and then it's only like three months down the road where I'm like oh all the things that I love doing like cooking or the things that I really enjoy like going on my peloton I'm like oh I've not done that for absolutely ages and suddenly you realize that work has just taken over and those other things give you you know creativity and energy so you really start to miss it when those things have stopped in your life And then the fifth and final red flag is about directionless development. So this is where you kind of can't see 
anything in your future that you can attach yourself to you've got like a lack of energy about your possibilities you're like where is this all going and you might feel a little bit lost I definitely have heard that when I've been coaching people before they're like I don't really know where I'm going and they're sort of hoping that somebody gifts them an answer like here is an amazing project or an amazing position for you and they're sort of waiting for this kind of career guidance to come to them because they can't see it for themselves and sometimes they can also be sort of overwhelmed by options I remember when I was at Microsoft and there were so many things I could do and people were saying to me like where do you see yourself going next to the organization I was like I don't really know I there's just so many things and I think sometimes it's having too many options and not knowing what to do and sometimes it's like you just can't see anything in front of you and so your direction for your development just feels a little bit kind of a little bit random and it doesn't give you kind of that confidence over the direction of your career. And the examples don't stop there. We didn't struggle with examples for this episode. So just a couple of others. Again, if you're thinking, oh yeah, that that sounds like me, ones that I could just recognise in my own career. The when red flag. So we've talked about this in podcast episodes before. I'll focus on my career when dot 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 this project finishes on a Friday afternoon. I'll start really learning when dot 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 and the when never comes. So maybe you recognize that. I wondered about an email times meeting red flag. So if you feel like you spend all of your time, really, or the majority of your time answering emails and sitting in meetings, that might be a bit of a red flag unless they're incredibly productive and and always brilliant. Maybe there's a say do red flag. So it could be that might be a manager, could be an organisation, but maybe you feel like there's a red flag that's popping up time and time again that what's being said doesn't reflect the reality of maybe your role or your experience. Or the other one that we spotted was perhaps there's a red flag that all the relationships you have at work are very connected to delivering on your day job. So you're not really creating a career community outside of your sort of day-to-day tasks and again could be even things like making your development dependent on only one person say like your manager that's the only person you're having career conversations with so just think about maybe which are the red flags that you can spot in your career so far and do any of those feel particularly pressing right now so having talked about all those different red flags that maybe you can recognize for yourself and maybe you've seen some repeated red flags because you, you, they've crept into your career multiple times, what we're going to go through is six questions to ask yourself about your red flags, which will help you just understand them a little bit more so that you can take action, which is going to help you move from red to green. And that'll be really specific and relevant to you. And as Helen described, I think sometimes this might be a pattern. So something actually you can spot that has come up multiple times in your squiggly career or it could feel very in the moment and I'm going to hazard a guess that as we go through this and we answer these questions and Helen and I are both going to answer them I think Helen's going to take the in the moment perspective and actually I think I've looked at something that I think oh actually this is a recurring red flag so Helen question one what red flag feels like it's waving at you right now Um, The one that is waving most significantly is the busy doing everything and nothing red flag. Okay. And is that something that you recognise repeatedly or does it feel particularly like in the moment, would you say? Um, I've seen it before, but I think it's particularly pertinent right now. (laughs) It's probably, it's very sort of like a, it's a a sort of like a January, February feeling, I would say. I started the year with that, that, that red flag kind of popping into my year I'd quite like to take it out again what about you so mine was the on repeat one 
So I think I'm somebody who definitely get those, you know, repeated feelings of frustration, you know, things going around in circles, same conversations or same issues or challenges or problems. They don't get resolved, um, which I obviously need to take accountability for, but then I get really annoyed that they then come back again and they take up quite a lot of my headspace. And I think that is something that I can spot multiple times in my career. So I can see it now a bit. It's sort of a small red flag, like right now. But then when I was reading all of our examples that we were coming up with, I was like, that's probably the one that's most likely to get in the way of me succeeding in my squiggly career. You know, out of all of them, I was like, yeah, because of my conflict gremlin, because I don't really like detail because I just then ignore it and hope it'll get fixed and it doesn't. You know, like I can see how my patterns of behaviour mean unless I do choose to do something differently, that just always it's always going to be my reality. Yeah, so sort of unresolved issues. Yeah, it's like an unresolved red flag. Yeah, that, that, is, that, is, <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. That's like I said, it does feel quite negative, doesn't it? Well, it kind of gets more positive. We get a bit more positive later. So how frequently does the red flag make an appearance? So is it waving every day? Is it every week? Is it every month? Or is there something else that means it kind of makes an appearance? I'd say at the moment it's daily, but not all day. And so it stops waving at me. So like if I'm doing the podcast with you now, I feel like this is a very kind of focused attention so it's not there because I'm here, I'm present, I'm doing this with you. Or earlier, I was running a big program for lots of people and was very present and very focused and it wasn't there. It's the second I have some time where I think, oh, I'm going to progress something now. It's sort of my time. And I literally like will open up, well, a combination of WhatsApp, Teams and emails. And then it's just like an explosion in my brain. <laughs> and I'm like, a deluge. <laughs> a deluge of stuff that I just can't get done. And I think it's at those moments, which also probably happen in the evening. Because in my mind, I'm like, oh, don't worry. I'll get those three things done in the evening. And then the three have become 300. And I'm back in that same kind of sort of busy brain pattern. I get a lot done, but it doesn't feel that it's very impactful because it's lots of kind of lots of other people's priorities, I would probably say. What about you? I sort of conveniently forget my red flags when they're not pushing at me if that makes sense if they're not waving at me so kick the kick the can yeah yeah (laughs) I think I sort of go oh it's not that important and because I'm quite good at compartmentalizing and and good at staying focused I sort of go I get that this is frustrating and this is a bit of a red flag I always spot that it's on repeat so I don't find it hard to think of examples but then I I am like, a, I put it in the drawer and shut the door. And I'm just yeah. going like, yeah, like, fine. But then obviously, each time it comes back, I feel like it's a bit of a bigger flag. I feel like the yeah. flag gets bigger every time. So f- often for me, it's not that it's like a daily or weekly thing. It's that it just comes back, you know, like it comes back to bite you basically. And I'm like, oh, God, I've got to open the drawer again. And I sort of happily ignored it for a little while. And you know, it's a bit of, it's like your false sense of security. You know, it's that sort of thing. Just before we get on to the next questions, I think what is really helpful in listening to you and talking this through with you, you start to take something that feels not great and it already is starting to feel a bit more practical. Even just calling yours the repeated red flag and mine the busy red flag, you suddenly it's sort of it's sort of contained it a little bit and made made it, oh, something I can talk to you about. And I think as soon as yeah. you start talking to somebody else about this, you can probably well we'll see what happens, everyone, but you can probably unlock some ways to solve it rather mm. than feeling like you're you're stuck with the red flag. But let's see. <laughs> Or feeling like, you know, like I never want to have a conversation. You know, like it's not fun, is it, to feel like you're moaning or no, to feel yeah. like you're like, oh, I'm just going to be really negative. Like I don't want to have a chat with you about all the red flags I've got, really. 
Like, I don't, I don't even want to have that conversation. Um, but actually, if you start to make it practical, then you're like, well, if the purpose of the conversation is to turn the flag from red to green, then that feels much more, much more yeah. useful. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Before we get to the good stuff, what's stopping you from doing something differently? So often with these red flags, if they were easy to solve, we'd be doing this already. So it is good to know what's the biggest obstacle, what's the reason behind why you don't sort this, given there'll be loads of other stuff for everyone listening that you're very good at sorting, but this is probably not one of them. So Helen, why not? So my busy red flag, I think any time that I have where this busy red flag is flying, it's because I'm kind of I'm trying to get it all done. I'm trying to get it all done. And I think what I don't do is taking the time to prioritise individually or collectively. So I'm working through sort of probably one channel of noise at a time. Whereas what I should say is over the last three hours, 30 things have come my way that you would like me to work upon across the team. These are what I think the three priorities are and, and actually agree it with, with people. I think I don't take that time. I mean, that's an extreme example, but I, I pretty much go, right, that's everything that's come in. I've got to work through it. So I think that prioritising first what needs to be done and agreeing that with people would probably be effective use of time. And then I also think sometimes I sort of reinforce a busy bottleneck. So I'll, all this stuff will come in. And what I probably think in my mind is, oh, this didn't need to wait for me or, oh, someone else could have sorted this out or whatever, but I'll just do it anyway. And what I probably won't do is give that feedback. So all that happens is it comes back to me again in the future. So I think probably, you know, not prioritizing and not, it's not pushing back the wrong word. It's not pushing back. It's just sort of challenging the assumption that I'm the right person to do this or, or it is the right thing to be done in that way. I don't think I take sometimes the time to challenge the busyness. Do you think there's anything in you've sort of got used to being like the person that everyone needs? You know, like you end up being the go-to person and you almost like, oh, it doesn't need to be me, but I've sort of almost like, you know, like you've got used to doing it. It just feels like that's how I've got used to working. I I think less so now, maybe a year ago or so I would have said that, but I think that's happened less now that the things, I think it is more, there is too much to do and not taking the time to prioritise. I think there is, I don't know everyone says there's too much to do, but I think it's just too many things going on 
all of which have their own sort of projects and actions and things. And I think there just needs to be sort of like a more a, more of a prioritization, which is like, like I'm not going to work on that till Friday or mm. that just that kind of thing rather than everything sort of having equal priority and coming from lots of people at the same time. I think I think it's the prioritization thing that would unlock it for me. What about your repeated red flag? What do you think? Mm. I think some of it's laziness. <laughs> ah! You're the like, least lazy person ever. Yeah, but I'm, but I'm not. I am la- I am lazy in some things. And I honestly think that might be, I think it might be true. I think I just look at it and go, uh, honestly, I can't be bothered. Is it not avoidance rather than laziness? No, some of it's I can't be bothered. Some of it's avoidance. Depends how hard the on-repeat thing is. If it involves conflict... I think I go to avoidance. If it's just more, you know, like I've spotted uh, three times that a process feels like messy and we just need to sort yeah, it. Yeah, That's not avoidance. That's just like, basically, I know can't it's draining. Now. It's not fun. And I know that I, it's not draining or fun for me. So I just can't be bothered. So I get a bit lazy and I just ignore it. And I don't think it's a great personality trait. <laughs> Well, I like your personality, so it's it's fine, it's fine. Okay, so what's the risk if you don't do something about your red flag? So if you let laziness keep that flag flying, (laughs) what's what's the risk? So I think then when something, you know, like the more something gets repeated, the more frustrating I find it. Mm. And then actually it becomes quite almost like emotionally draining because though, you know, like those frustrations like really kind of feel more significant. I think it often feels harder to fix the longer you leave it. You know, like, okay, well, it was this big and now I've left it for two months and same things come up again. Oh, now and now it's even worse. If we'd have just fixed it fast or mm. taken the time to try and sort it at the time, it wouldn't be now even messier than kind of where it was. So it feels even harder to do. And then that feels kind of quite demotivating. Also... I think I find it a little bit demotivating because I feel disappointed in myself. (laughs) So having just said I was lazy, which I think is also a bit true. But then I think I go, when I see the stuff on repeat, I am then like, well, this is stupid. Why did I not just sort this? I knew this and I didn't do anything about it. So you've basically only got yourself to blame. So I think I feel bad about myself. (laughs) Uh, And then, yeah, get very frustrated and probably like a bit angry. To be honest, I mean, like the, the inner critic, the inner critic's looming large with, with this one. <laughs> I, I was thinking slightly more positively. Oh, yeah. When, well, when you get your repeated red flag, you know, like the what's the alternative action? So you you have this repeat red flag, and at the moment, due to your words, laziness, uh, mine kind of avoidance or just a lack of energy for the thing that needs to change, you kind of leave it there, and then it just goes around the cycle. But you're kind of like, what would it take to fix this fast? Is and of course, not all of it can be fixed fast, but then it's probably like, what would it take to get this on someone else's agenda? So it's mm. not just you who's finding it frustrating, it's on someone else's agenda. But I kind of think one of those questions in response to that feeling of frustration of the red flag repeating would probably be quite helpful. What can I do to fix it fast? Or what would it take to fix it fast? And who else could share kind of the frustration might be useful rather than you kind of going, I'm so across at myself. And that's probably not going to, that's probably not going to help. Quite fun though. Quite fun. (laughs) Uh, What are your risks? If you're not going to do something about this busyness and... 
oh, being I think always I on. Being frustrated. I'm not doing. I think I'm probably not doing the things that add the most value because I'm I'm stuck doing quite a lot of sort of incremental activity. Whereas I think I can have a bigger impact doing other stuff I'll leave stuff in its broader sense but I think that it just consumes all of my time and with it quite a lot of energy so I don't have that excitable energy left over to create stuff which I think is good for me and good good for the business too so that's probably probably mine yeah so maybe for you the question would be more like where do I have the highest impacts across amazing if you know because like where you have the highest impact won't be in lots of those things you just described it might be great I'm sure you're efficient I know you are but you know if I if I if I was to describe to you where you have the highest impact it's it's never going to be in any of those things right Mm. it would be if I was telling you I'd be saying well you have the highest impact when you prototype things really quickly so we've had an idea together and then you create a quick prototype and you're really good at getting fast feedback on things that we could do to be really useful for people in their careers or I think you also have a really positive impact when you build relationships with people that we don't work with today because you're great a great relationship builder brilliant listener really good at kind of creating connection I think you're also brilliant at just spotting gaps for what do we not do that we could do and so you like if you if I think about those things you're like that's probably none of the things that are keeping Mm. you in in that kind of busy burnout you know that that's probably not I imagine a lot of them are not connected to that so maybe it's an impact question for you and so then understanding maybe what's the risk of not doing something about it, we want to move on to the reward. So that fifth question becomes, what is the reward of turning your flag from red to green? So this is kind of hopefully unlocking a bit of motivation to do something different. So if suddenly you are not stuck doing stuff on repeat, Sarah, mm. what's the reward? What's what's good about the green? I actually found this one quite hard to answer. I think one of the things would be, I like the idea of things being streamlined like that appeals to me, you know, like things working well, I suppose my number one value is achievement. And so if I could connect it to a value that I've got on achievement of being like, well, if we don't do stuff on repeat, if we sort it when we need to, we can achieve more generally, because we'll have more space, we won't be doing stuff on repeat. But I do also like the idea of things being streamlined. I'm never necessarily like the person who does the streamlining. I'm never like the most efficient person. But I love things that work well. Like I really appreciate things that work well. And so I think there's probably, there's a bit of that. Like I think I would feel proud of that. I think it's in particular the time one. You know, like if you sort it now, you know, the delayed gratification of the time back that you're going to gain from not having to do it in the future. And I'm very future orientated and I protect my time and think a lot about how I spend my time. And so if I was like, right, okay, I've spotted this is a on repeat conversation. I'm going to call it and I'm going to sort it now because that's going to save me three conversations in the future when I'm trying to do other stuff and probably stuff that will give me more energy. I think if I did that, you know, like the, what does this area in three months time going to say thank you for? That probably I'd find quite motivating. And I think my reward would be I think just more energy and energy is one of my values. So I think, you know, feeling energized by the things that I'm spending my time on, I think that helps me and it helps everyone around me. So I think it's probably that similar. I just get to do your values are what motivates and drives you. So you're kind of unlocking any, any one of your values that you get to live more at work is kind of a good thing for you. So then the final question, 
is who does this well and what can you learn from them? So someone who, you know, when you think about those red flags, you won't have some of those. Maybe that's the thing that you're really good at. Can you find someone or can you see someone who you think, why do they never seem to have that red flag? Like, <laughs> what, are, what are they doing differently? And then almost be like, right, be quite forensic about like, okay, what could I learn? And like, what do they seem to do? Or, or if you know them, ask them. So Helen, who, who, who never has busy burnout? Who, who is this nirvana of a person? I know. Well, I've got two people who, I mean, maybe they have busy burnout. They're very different people, but um, I think I could learn from them. So my first is Aviva Wittenberg-Cox, who we've talked about before. There's some amazing work on gender and generational diversity. And I just feel like she's very clear and calm and considered. And I never see the busyness. I just see somebody who is just very clear about what they're working on and and kind of manage that message and just I think that clarity and that control I really admire about kind of the way that she works my other person who is very different and I don't know personally Stephen Bartlett I was trying to think about yeah has loads of things on right so podcast tv business creating loads of content doing shows and obviously has a team so arguably there's a lot of things going around Stephen Bartlett's brain but I think so we kind of interviewed him in the podcast and I've kind of observed some of the things. I think he has a, a very principled way of working. I mean, he markets his principles so, as, a, yeah. as a way of working. So, but he has <laughs> That's this one like, of his principles. Oh, I will market of, everything. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, yeah. What's working for me, I'm going to sell so it can work for other people and it's, monetize it's not it. A bad model. I mean, it's working well. But I think that idea, if I have some principles, you know, that's what I could learn from him is that yeah, nice. he would arguably have a busy brain. But what are my like, five principles that I will not market and monetize but just actually help me be like this is what good work looks like for me the opposite of a busy brain from from my perspective is what you know good work looks like for me I think writing those principles and then Mary sharing them might be a helpful thing that I could learn from just looking at it through their eyes for me I once worked alongside somebody who's one of my very good friends and I would describe her as she sort of stands out to me as someone who never shied away from the tough stuff in a way that I never saw from anyone else. And there were other people who could definitely do the challenging things better than I could. And I set quite a low bar on some of that stuff, to be honest. So lots of people would be better than me. But in terms of anything that was on repeat, so the minute she spotted, well, I'm having this same conversation, that's the red flag, or this process still isn't working and it wasn't working last time, that's a red. You know, like anything like that that she saw... And, you know, she she was senior and it would have been easy for her to be like, well, this is not my job or I'm just going to leave it. She sort of took the determination that I think I have, but then sort of applied it to that, mm. you know, to like the, I'm just not going to shy away from these things. And then actually you saw that as a result, A, it meant that she almost kind of increased her, I would say her credibility, her reputation and like, I was full of admiration for that, like like watching her do those things. And that you could also see she hasn't done that thing of, you know, kicking the problem down the road. She's been like, no, no, I can see now. And it probably isn't the funnest thing because I don't think some of this stuff is like the funnest thing. But I can see if I don't do it now, it is, it's just going to come back and bite me in six months time. She always did it. And I think she just made time for it. And to your point on prioritising, rather than being like, it's easier to wait. She'd be like, no, I am going to sort this. So I think if I could sort of combine my determination that I do have with almost a bit of like channeling that inner, like, don't leave it to another day. 
you're going to be in a worse position and I don't want to be in a worse position. So I think that, that might help me. So hopefully you've heard from going through those six questions that there's almost like a process of kind of awareness to sort of clarity that you get to. And the whole the whole point here is that the more aware you are of your red flags, the more able you are to take action. But also the more aware you are of other people's red flags, the more able you are to support them. And, you know, Sarah and I could do this because we know each other very well and we're very used to kind of taking this sort of peer-to-peer approach and we're talking through problems that we've got. But I think if you've got a red flag friend, so somebody that you know you know we all we've all got red flags so it's very likely that someone that you work with has a red flag but taking time to go through these six questions and your role is really just to listen maybe play back a few things that you've seen but you're just both answering those questions and just creating this space to work this through and when you get to the end like where Sarah was saying there like oh actually if I could combine that and that I feel like I would feel better at the end of a day you're like great and I'm like oh if I had those five principles I think that would help me so you you can get to a lot of clarity just by walking through these kind of different questions that we've got We have, though, we don't want you to have to do all the hard work yourself. (laughs) We have got a few specific ideas that we would suggest, which we have connected to the most common red flags. So we'll put all the questions that we just talked about in the pod sheet so you've got them if you want to kind of do that discussion. But there are five ideas that we have got that if any of those common red flags earlier resonated, we think would be worth giving a go. So the first one is if your red flag, just like Sarah's, is that you feel like some stuff's going on repeat and it's not getting solved, one thing that you could work on is giving more even better feedback. So often it kind of gets stuck in a situation because you're not kind of sharing uh, what would be even better if. So if you can be in a pattern, let's say Sarah and I have got a repeated red flag, our podcast meeting always gets delayed, for example. I could say to Sarah, one thing that I think would make our podcast recording even better if is if we did it at the start of a day before everything else happened so that we could keep to the time that we put in the diary. So just kind of practicing that habit of even better if feedback so that you're kind of injecting a different thing into that discussion rather than it just playing out the same way that it always does and so the next red flag is busy burnout and this is where if then as a technique can just be useful to support you to make a choice it's a forcing function to do trade-offs essentially so rather than being busy and just thinking i just have to do everything and i feel like i'm pulled in a million different directions This starts to get you practicing prioritizing, I think. So when Helen was talking about this, she was like, I just basically do everything in in the order that I see it. Whereas actually what Helen would do probably is just pause and be like, right, I've got 30 things or whatever that have come my way. What do I think is the most important X, Y, Z? And it's like, well, if I do those tonight, then, you know, maybe these three things are going to need to wait until tomorrow. Or it could even be, if I do these things now, then I'm then going to stop work. You know, it's like, well, the three most important things are A, B, C. I think that's going to take me an hour. So if I do that, I feel like I've done what I need to do. Then I'm going to take a break for the rest of the evening. I am going to watch a bit of Netflix. I am going to, I don't know, do exercise or whatever it is that you would want to do. But I think using that can just help you to really think about like what's most important now. So the third one we talked about was that staying still when you feel like you're stagnating. 
really useful action if this is your red flag is to bring the outside in so do something outside your organization uh, it could be like attending an event it doesn't have to be an in-person event it could be a virtual one could even be just like watching a ted talk but basically spend take your brain outside your current business and engage with it could be a curious career conversation but what you want to do is bring the outside in so once you've taken your brain outside the business think how you can bring those insights back because when you're sharing your learning remember for this one we don't want to be stagnating we're trying to really kind of make our brain think differently and activate curiosity and so when you are sharing what you have learned not only is that kind of useful for other people it also lasts longer for you so it is a real win to sort of collect curiosity outside your business and then share it back in the business so it so it stays in your brain for longer enmeshment one thing we would suggest is some active rest so active rest is where you are fully immersed, fully a present in something that isn't your day job. So it's something for you. So you're essentially taking some time for you, but it's on something that's really kind of specific and focused. And if you did a small bit of that every day, you're basically sort of escaping the enmeshment so let's say this was Helen like Helen loves to cook she might just be like right I'm going to spend 10 minutes every day just like making something maybe I'm going to make my own lunch every day like make a nice salad I'm going to use a Helen based example there <laughs> um, the sort of thing she would actually make Been quite make a fan a nice of uh, miso soup variations oh yes yeah. oh this is Anything making me really hungry all of go. that I would love that so that would be active rest. If it was me, for example, I would probably be like, right, I'm going to do some sort of exercise. I'm going to get, or I'm going to go out for a walk or it could be gardening. It can be absolutely anything as long as you're fully in it. And it just doesn't give you the, you've got no choice. So you can't spend that time thinking about work. So again, it will just help you to just get out of this, like everything I do and all that I am feels like my work. That's that such a bad statement, isn't it? Everything I do and all that I am is my work. Yeah, we're, we're, we're trying to avoid that. And so the final one that we'd highlighted earlier is this directionless about your development red flag. You know, you feel like you're getting a bit lost. You don't know where it's all going. Really useful thing to do if this is your red flag is to design your own job description. This is quite a fun activity. To be honest, I, I'd recommend this for everybody. Go on something like LinkedIn, search randomly for some jobs. So maybe just in your kind of roughly in your profession or sort of areas of interest. Scan through all the jobs that come up save five that feel quite interesting to you that could be based on the job title or the business or anything really just triggers your intrigue and then go through the detail of the job description and just cut and paste any sentences or statements or skills that feel really interesting for you and what you're trying to do across those five different job descriptions is sort of design your own so take all those different bits and then come up with something I mean it doesn't have to be the perfect job it might not completely make sense you might be doing lots of different things but what it does give you insight into is what have I got energy for what feels really interesting to me what might I like to find out more about and any of those things energy interesting curiosity are going to give you a sense of direction for your development versus just you just sort of feeling a bit lost and having no idea what good might look like for you I also think if you do this in a very intentional way, which is the way that we've just described it, and perhaps Helen, you and I will have to give this a go now because, you know, we need to practice what we preach. I wonder if it will make you feel really good turning these red red flags green. You know, just that like, well, I was sort of, I was very transparent about I've got this red flag that I need to fix and I've gone away and I've done something about it and this is not easy and I've done something differently. So this could be a brilliant source of, pride you know in terms of like feeling good about the progress you're making growth learning kind of probably taking you out of your comfort zone a little bit a bit of unlearning and relearning 
I think there might be quite a lot of sort of very positive side effects to to kind of taking this seriously and really thinking about um, addressing these red flags for you and your work and career. I agree. And hopefully, even though it might have started in a place of frustration, um, we've ended up in a kind of a, a, a territory of being able to fix this and, and to do it with somebody else as well. So all of those things that we've talked about will be in the pod sheet. Um, if you want to talk about it more, come to Pod Plus. We'll definitely be kind of going through those exercises and seeing if we can identify any other sort of red flag unlockers for you as well. And if you've got any questions or feedback, you can always get in touch with us. We're Helen and Sarah at squigglycareers.com. But that's everything for this week. We'll be back with you again soon. Bye for now. Bye, everyone. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.